Welcome to Dream Girl Dream. Dream Girl Dream is a podcast designed to encourage women to go for the things they dream about in life. Each week, I'll share tips and steps that move you into action. I'm Bernetta, your host, and I'm passionate about motivating women into action to live life on your terms and make your dreams come true. Each week, you'll hear talks that are designed to move you into action and one step or multiple steps closer to the life you desire. So dream, girl, dream. You can learn more about me at dreamgirldream.com or bernettastyle.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dream Girl Dream. And today I am excited to have Kristen Godfrey. (laughs) Yay. Um, And we are going to talk about her being an amazing blogger and influencer and how she made that transition. Kristen is a Jesus loving wife and mom of four who is a full time blogger and influencer at Growing Up Godfrey, a lifestyle blog. There she shares her life as a homeschool mom parenting hacks and travels with her crew of kids now if you're looking for a perfect mom you may want to keep looking because authentic and relatable is the only name of the game at growing up godfrey Kristen promises to keep it to always keep it real so stop by and she loves to get to know you so thank you Kristen, for being on dream girl dream today how are you i'm good thank you so much for having me i'm excited great great so I want to ask you a quick question. I was reading about um, you and your husband and that you um, met at college. What college was that? Um, So we went to the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, We both are from Birmingham and um, we both had other plans for college. And at the last minute, both of our plans changed and we ended up at UAB and that's where we met. Okay. You're born and raised in Birmingham. I actually have family in Birmingham. I've only met them once. Um, yeah. So I would love to like contact them again. Cause I met them one time, but, um, yeah. And I went to Alabama state. I don't know if you know that I went to Alabama state. So, um, we would come to Birmingham often for the magic city classic. <laughs> oh yeah. The classic's huge. So what was the catalyst also, um, behind growing up Godfrey what was the catalyst that jump start you I saw that you started blogging in 2019 but it seemed like you're doing amazing doing great things brand partnerships all of that so what was the catalyst um so I actually have always kind of had the inkling that I wanted to blog um before I got married I was a single mom for seven years and my husband um, my now husband he was my boyfriend at the time he always used to tell me like you know I think people really need to hear what you have to say about being a single mom and being in college. And I really think you should consider starting a blog, but I made all the excuses. I told myself I didn't have time, you know, like maybe later once she's older. Um, And I wish I had just jumped on it right then, but that's always the way it is with dreams, right? Um, When we got married, um, we had our first child um, together because we're a blended family. Um, I decided to stay home with the baby and the kid and my daughter. And, um, my husband was like, yeah, for sure. Stay home. But why don't you use this time to launch your blog? And I still waited a couple years. Um, but finally I felt like it was the perfect time. And actually you were a part of the reason why I decided to start blogging. Um, you had, a, I can't remember what your old podcast was named, um, but your Facebook show. Dream and chat, dream chat. Yeah. Dream chat. <laughs> We're talking with Jahava Brown about something about like how she launched her blog. And I remember you saying like, just do it. Like to everybody who's looking for it to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. And that day I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to do this. So I put it into gear and within like three weeks I launched, you know, it wasn't perfect, but, um, I launched and I, I'm, mean, I'm steadily growing as I go, but I'm so grateful that I did grateful for that push from you grateful for the push from my husband. And it was just birthed out of that. And I, I'm like mind blown and grateful to God at how fast it's grown because I know that's hard to do, but I can honestly say it's been so quick. Um, and I'm grateful. Well, no, I'm glad that I had a, you know, a little piece of motivating you. And that's the whole point of dream chat was to motivate moms to let them know. So to actually hear one and now be chatting with one about uh, someone that put their feet to the metal and created something is amazing. So what is the best part um, about being an influencer so far? What's been like the best part? Um, I honestly think that the best part for me is that it was still important for me to be a homeschool stay at home mom. So while I knew that I wanted to make income, I knew that it wanted, I wanted it to be from home. I didn't want to go back to working a traditional job. That just wasn't something that appealed to me. So it's been really cool to be able to make money from home, literally in my pajamas with my children under my feet. And um, that's been really nice to be able to contribute to our home because we were one income family for years. And um, it's just nice to have a second income come in. And also, you know, I've gotten to experience some really cool opportunities um, as far as trips and, you know, hosted stays, and I've gotten to bring my family along. So for me, it was important that my family be a part of what I was doing, and the blog has allowed me to do that and, and still be, you know, with my family and be present all the time. Well, we know, like you said, you started in 2019, but we all could not have... Um experienced or know what was coming in 2020 so how have you how have you been since the pandemic with your business and has it shifted got better the same yeah I actually think that the pandemic um I've been blessed that the pandemic actually like catapulted my business I believe um we've been homeschooling since 2017 and mm-hmm. so um when the pandemic hit a lot of families became homeschool and virtual families and still are and a lot of them were looking for guidance you know, how to do it, where to start, what kind of curriculum do I use? What kind of schedule do I need? And since I was able to help God, a lot of people, I think that that grew my business by leaps and bounds. Um, so yeah, the pandemic definitely helped my business, um, and, um, allowed me to help other families and other moms in a way that I don't think I would have been able to had everyone not been home looking for homeschool and virtual school tips. So that was my next question. When you say like homeschooling help grow your business, I was going to say how so like you provided tips, did you like meet with mobs and you just think your relatability to being homeschool kind of like drew people to you? I think it was a combination of both. I spent a lot of time in my DMs, you know, answering <laughs> questions, giving curriculum advice. I wrote a couple blog posts that help people. Um, for example, one of my like top blog posts for 2020 was just a comparison between homeschool and virtual school. Mm-hmm. I wrote it in the summer because I know a lot of families were confused and they really didn't know whether they should do, you know, the public school virtual option or if they should really explore homeschool. So mm-hmm. I was able to walk a lot of families through that to kind of see like, here are the pros of this, here are the cons of this, and you can make an informed decision for your family. So yeah, I did a combination of blog posts, Instagram posts, um, and I did a lot of like, in my DM consultations and a couple of, I mean, I even hopped on zoom with a couple of people to just kind of talk them through it. Because one thing about me and my personality is like, I'm as far from type A as you're going to get. I am like hippie, crunchy, go with the flow mom. And we make homeschool a part of our life 
we don't center our life around homeschool. So Mm -hmm. I like to encourage families like, you know, I think people think that homeschool is this huge decision that's going to like change the course of their family. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that it is an awesome option for a lot of families, but it doesn't have to change your life. I think if you just incorporate it into the life you're already living, that was the best choice for my family. I think for a lot of families that has worked for them. And that's why they've been able to continue, you know, now that even though there's an option to send your kids back to school, a lot of families now are like, oh no, we've got our rhythm. We're Mm -hmm. free. We have, you know, freedom with our schedule. And that's something that we love. And I wanted to share. So I was able to share that a lot last year. And I think it helped a lot of people. Have you always homeschooled even like your oldest daughter? So my oldest daughter actually went to school from kindergarten through second. And then we pulled her in third grade and we've homeschooled ever since. Oh, wow. She is in the sixth grade now. And actually in the fall, she's been kind of leaning towards going back to public school, which I'm totally (laughs) open to. So in the fall, we're going to explore sending her back. And then I will dive in a little bit deeper with my boys who are four and two into like a preschool format. So um, preschool homeschool is very new to me. I am learning every day, (laughs) sharing every day because I'm used to homeschooling somebody who can already read (laughs) and do basic math. You know what I mean? When she came out, like we were ready to start cursive and multiplication. Whereas the boys, I mean, it's like from scratch. So I'm excited to get my own taste of like, real deal in the trenches teaching phonics and reading and spelling um so yeah she has actually been in public school before so this will be new to me the early elementary years well it'll also be new if you let her go back to middle school because that'll be a whole new terrain as well so I'm saying a prayer that everything works out (laughs) and I'll probably be following up with you just to see how she's doing um another thing I noticed on your blog you said in your bio, Jesus loving, and you mentioned God a couple times, and I too am a Christian. Um, but what does God mean to you? And did you grow up in the church? And how did you, you know, establish that or such loving relationship with God like that? So my faith in God is everything to me. I mean, it literally guides every decision that I make. Um, I grew up in church, but I didn't, um, I wouldn't say that I had a full-blown relationship with God until I was in, in college. And um, when I met my husband, I was lukewarm. You know, I was lukewarm for God. I went to church. I read my Bible. I did all the things. But when I met my husband, like he was on fire for God, like I had never seen before. And, um, you know, it's proximity. Proximity to that made me like want to know more and dive deeper. And we've grown together Uh in the Lord. And um, that's been great. But yeah, I'm so grateful. My parents raised me to to know God and to love God and to love people. And I definitely think that that foundation has helped me, you know, be where I am today. Uh And I'm excited to raise my children that way. Um, You know, I know that people can grow up in homes where they don't know God and they go on to be amazing leaders in the faith. But I'm so grateful. There's nothing like a foundation. So I'm very, very grateful that I was raised that way. Um, and that I can do the same for my kids. Now, I noticed that you, you know, talk about God in your post sometimes, as do I. But do you ever get any pushback from anybody, like, with comments about, you know, like, you talking too much about God or, or you know, anything like that? So I don't. I think, That's good. Um, honestly, like, from the beginning, like, I think my community also is kind of skewed one way since it's heavy homeschool, I I mean, I have a ton of accounts that are homeschool that follow me. And a lot of homeschool accounts are also Christian accounts. So I haven't really gotten any like pushback. I'll occasionally get people in my DMs who say like, 
And I think that this is the goal for every Christian, should be the goal for every Christian. I'll get people in my DMs when I share stuff and they'll say things like, well, you know, like I'm not necessarily a Christian, but you know, I love that you said that, you know, I love the way you said that. So I think that that's important too. Like we, you know, the saying, you know, your life might be the only Bible that somebody reads. I mean, that really makes me take a step back and look at myself like, okay, sis, well, if that's the only Bible that they're going to read, like, what are you showing? What about God makes people like, what about you makes people want God? So, um, no sugarcoating. I'm only going to give truth, but I do want to also make sure that I'm representing God in a way that other people would want to know him. That's great. 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 So let me ask you this. What is your best step out on faith moment? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll say when I quit my job, hands down, that was the biggest step out on faith moment. Mm-hmm. I remember us looking at our budget and we were like, these numbers do not add up. But we had a word from God. I think that's important first before you do anything like that. We had a word from God and we stood on that and he blew our minds immediately. I mean, it was so quick. Um, So that was my biggest one. And I think with the blog, my biggest step out on faith moment was like, we met, um, we met in person at at Disney. (laughs) And so people are always like, how did you get Disney? Like, you've only been blogging for a little while. You know, people want that their whole, whole careers. And I pitched for it. I have been pitching Disney since 2019. Mm. uh, Maybe like every three months, I hit them back up like, hey, y'all, still here, still love Disney. I'm ready whenever you are. And so um, I know a lot of people get discouraged when they get that first no. But for me, it's like motivation for me. I'm like, "I, I know means maybe later so not right now (laughs) a no to me I'm like my kids when I tell them no they're like um okay I'm gonna ask later yeah I'm gonna have that kind of faith (laughs) so I um think that that has been my biggest step out on faith moment was like pitching them over and over again and then finally seeing it come to fruition because getting a no is scary like rejection is scary but once you get past that it opens up a whole new world. So I would say um, learning to pitch myself and ask for what I want has been a game changer for me. And it's still scary sometimes. Like I send that email sometimes and I'm like, ah, um, but God, God is faithful. Whether I get a no or a yes, it's all about me having that confidence and being able to go for it. So with pitching, how did you learn how to pitch? Because on your blog, I see that you've worked with a lot of brands. Um, so are they now at the stage where they're coming to you, asking you, pitching you yet? Or are you pitching them? And if so, with the pitching, who taught you how to pitch? Okay, so I think it's a combination of both. I do have brands reach out to me, but it's never like my dream brand. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like, it'll be random brands. And sometimes, you know, the offers will be really good. But as far as like the things that I really, really want, I... Um, I've pitched them and I wouldn't say there is a specific like person or thing that taught me to pitch. I think I just kind of pitch naturally out of, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what I want and you yeah. know, kind of clean to the point. Um, my husband's a businessman and I would pitch for a while and, you know, not get any answers back. And one day he was like, let me see what you're writing. <laughs> and I showed him and he was like, nobody's reading that. He's like, you have about 30 seconds to catch the attention of the person that you're pitching to. So why don't you figure out how you can quickly shorten it and say exactly what you need to say and um, and then shoot it over. You don't have to tell them your whole life. They don't care. Tell them yeah. 
and keep it moving. And I think for me, that was a game changer. So maybe, I guess my husband, my husband <laughs> taught me how to pitch. Um, but, and I've also taken, I've taken little courses here and there, you know, some are better than others. Um, I don't know if you want names, but I took one by, um, I don't know if you know, Jessica Chinyelu. I don't. So she um, is like a sponsorship. She mm-hmm. specializes in corporate sponsorships. And I took her pitch course once and that really helped me. I'd say that if I took something that that was great, but I don't even think she offers it anymore. It was like a one-time thing, but that helped a lot. But so a combination of her and my husband. I know, you know, Brandy Riley, right? Yeah. Yeah, she has a pitch book. Um, I don't remember how much. It's not expensive at all, but um, I've used that before. Like she has some good pitches in there and it's like plug and play. You know what I mean? Like dear whoever and change yeah. out what you want to do. And um, that has worked for me too when I was pitching. So what was your dream though when you were a child? What did you want to grow up to be? I wanted to be a physician. Um, I wanted to be a pediatrician growing up. And even when I went to college, I went to UAB on a full scholarship, um, but I had my daughter my freshman year of college. And so I was a young mom. And I remember thinking like, after I had her, I was like looking at this baby and I'm like, being a doctor would be cool, but I kind of want to be a stay at home mom. Like that was my dream. Cause of course I was 18. I was not married. I was working like three jobs. So um, that wasn't my reality, but I always thought like, it would be really cool if I could stay home with my baby. Um, so I kept going though, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this. And after graduation, I had dreams to go get my master's and then go to medical school. And, um, I don't know, I just, but I never really felt comfortable. Like I would start the application for my master's Yeah. like maybe next semester. So, um, yeah, I just, it, the dream for me kind of changed once I become, became a mom, I would, I honestly can say I was like I don't know if I even want to work those kind of hours I don't know if I want to do that and still have a family so um I'd love to say that I went through with it you know just for the accomplishment but um I don't think it I truly ever wanted I think I thought that that was the path for me um because I was great at school I love science you know it's like that natural what you think you're supposed to do so yeah but that is my dream I wanted to or that was my dream I wanted to be a doctor so are you living the life that you want to right now? I absolutely am. I would not. There's no other job for me that will be more fulfilling and more in my purpose than what I'm doing right now. So it it's like, it makes it all clear to me because if I had gone to med school, I would have kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like I would still be a doctor. I wouldn't be doing this. Absolutely. And I can honestly say that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm, it's confirmed over and over again, like every day when I can, I'm a full-time blogger, but I don't work full-time hours. I work part-time hours because, you know, I, I like to be with my kids. I like to homeschool them. I like to make breakfast in the morning and I, my family all sit together and eat it. And I like to grab takeout for dinner because I don't cook all the time, but I like to grab takeout and we all sit around the table and we eat it together and talk. So I'm absolutely doing what I believe God has for me. Awesome. So what is the next big dream for Kristen then? Um, okay, I'll tell you this. So I um, I have been bitten by the travel blogger bug. And so I didn't think I really want to be a travel blogger. I like the little trips here and there. Of course, they're nice. But I'm thinking that I want to pivot my brand over into travel. And I've kind of been exploring, you know, what that looks like for us 
because my husband has a full-time job <laughs> and you know my kids have school my daughter's going to be in traditional school but I think that that's what I'm about to try to more pivot my brand into is to, into more travel blogging uh, specifically road trips because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people aren't comfortable flying yet so I think that there's a need to see kind of how people are safely traveling so yeah I think that's it for me. I think that's a great idea. I mean, just, I mean, you live in a great state, you know, exploring the state for one, you know, and then you live around Tennessee, Atlanta, you know, you just live around like great states, even if you just started there. Um, I think that's a great thing. And like you said, because of the road trips, you know, right now, and with the kids, the younger kids, I think that's a great idea. So I guess I'll be seeing some more trips on your Instagram. <laughs> yes, 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 We have a big one. I think we'll be coming back your way in April. Oh, back to Disney or just Florida? Um, we're going to do an Orlando trip. So we'll okay. be exploring some different theme parks around. We're definitely going to go back to Disney because we don't go to Orlando without coming to Disney. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Good. What month did you say? April at the April. very end. Yeah, we're planning okay. on the last week of April right now. Oh. All right. Awesome. Um, So what has been your dream? I won't say that because I know that you're, you still have goals and you got a long way to go. So what is your dream client? And I say that because I asked somebody else today, I was like, well, I work with them already, but this is it. But I'm like, I know we're thinking big here. So what's your dream client? <laughs> um, I think, okay. Because of course, like, you know, it's like you work with them, but I have like, sandals disney Mm -hmm. big brand all-inclusives i want to be their go-to girl for any kind of content any kind of travel hosted trips um any kind i would love to be a guest blogger um for one of these big travel brands that's my dream like i want to um i always say like i'm an influencer and i'm a blogger but at the core i'm a content creator and so for me that means that even if even if like the Instagram algorithm hides my posts from everybody that follows me, for mm-hmm. me, the art is the content behind it. So I'm always thinking of ways to create good content. And so I want to be able to like, I'd even love to run a PR firm. Like I have, <laughs> I don't know, I have so many goals. Cause it's like, I want to, I want to create content for me, but I also want to create content for other, um, other huge brands. So I think those big travel brands for me, those are going to be like my, I'd say my goal. Um, (laughs) But as they come, you know, like as I start to work with travel brands and stuff, like I continue to dream bigger and bigger. So I know that I'm never going to stop because that's not, you know, I'm always dreaming. So yeah, I think that's it. Like the huge, huge travel brands, like even um, mom brands, like parenting, parent mag- parents magazine, um, what to expect. I would love to contribute to those um, publications as well. That's awesome. I know a travel blogger here. Um, have you ever heard of Outdoorsy Diva? Mm-mm, I haven't. I have to look her up. Um, she's here in Tampa and um, she's like the last year and a half just has blown up with her blog. She's got a podcast. She's on the news regularly here because she does, even though she travels the world, the United States with the pandemic, she had traveled a lot within the States and still made amazing content even, and she lives here in Tampa, but she goes like to the outer skirts of Florida that I've never even seen, you know, and does great things. So check her out. I mean, as you are building to work with these great brands, just going somewhere to your local, you know, something that people don't know and writing about it. 
that will just, you know, and put it on your blog. It shows when you are ready to create travel content with the big brands that's like, oh, okay, she's already been doing A, B, and C, and D. So um, yeah, check out Outdoorsy Diva. She's, she's amazing. For the pandemic, have you had any pandemic ahas? Um, I honestly, like, I, yes, I'll say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're home. You're home. You're able to be with your thoughts more than you ever could. But I just, I did a lot of self-reflection about what I wanted my brand to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, when the pandemic hit, my blog wasn't even a year old. And I had just had a brand new baby. Um, my daughter, Crete, was born at the very end of February 2020. Like, oh, wow. Like, before the pandemic, you know, when yeah. it shut down. So I was already on, on, like, a maternity leave of sorts. But the blog definitely wasn't full-time back then. And I remember sitting down and being like, okay, well... Um, once I started back working, I was working around the clock, you know, to grow my business. And that's what, you know, any startup, you're gonna have to work around the clock. But once I kind of got to a certain point, I was like, okay, Kristen, like, you need to figure out what you want for your business and your life, especially when you're working from home, you kind of have to find that boundary line, you know, like, are you gonna work from home, you know, 24 seven, are you gonna set proper boundaries? So I think for me, my biggest aha moment was when I like I had to sit down and be like, girl, you're working nonstop. I mean, I was working like I would get up early work and I would like sit my kids in front of the TV sometimes and I work all day and then I feed them and they go to bed and I keep working. And I was like, you know, that's not really kind of life I want to live. Like I don't want my kids to look back and be like, my mama worked all the time. She never spent any time with us. She was always on her phone and we always watched movies. <laughs> so I um, think that, that was a big aha moment for me. It was like, yes, be successful, but you can also um, be successful the right way, have integrity. Um, and so for me, it was finding that balance between, you know, success, integrity, and like, you know, letting it follow up to my home life. That's, that's good. The pandemic taught us a lot of things. So one thing too, with the pandemic, I know we had to spend more time with our family, even though you're homeschooled, you, like you said, you're still in the house, you right. know, not going anywhere. So do you have a lot of blogger friends since you're like new to the industry? Uh, how did, how do you feel about that? So I do think that I have, um, you know, like found community in the blogger world. And I also do think that I found like some like unlikely mentors too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important because I, you know, like I have lots of kids <laughs> with, with having a lot of kids in my ages, like that wasn't always conducive to play dates, really. Like I have my daughter's 12, my baby one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to like have play dates or meet up with other moms because it's like if you have a baby, then my 12 year old is looking like, hmm. and then if you have a preteen, my baby's like hanging out with us. So right. I think. I have definitely leaned on my like online tribe um, and definitely built an online tribe of people. And then I have a little small group with some girls that we meet up via Zoom every week. Um, but yeah, that's something that I never would have had had the pandemic not happened. So I definitely have a bigger tribe now than I did before 2020. Oh, that's good. So with motivation and keeping yourself motivated to go towards your dreams, how do you self-motivate? To be honest, I am not a naturally self-motivated person. Um, (laughs) It's 
probably the thing like my husband is and so it drives him nuts he always says like I don't know what motivates you but for me I just am constantly asking God to keep you know my angle and in, in front of me and in in, in like purpose um because you know it's fine if I don't want to work that day or whatever, but like, if I want these things, if I want my business to succeed, if I want to meet the goals that I have, it's like daily putting my one foot in front of the other. Um, so for me, I have to like constantly revisit my goals and my end goal to keep me motivated. Cause I'm just like, I'm pretty chill. <laughs> so, you know, like deadlines, all that I'm like getting used to keeping myself on deadlines. Cause when you work for yourself, like you're the deadline. Absolutely. And that has been the biggest, um, probably the biggest struggle for me, if I'm just being honest as an entrepreneur, you know, like when I'm working with a brand and they give me a deadline, great. <laughs> when I'm writing for me, <laughs> when I'm doing something for me, I have to be like, hey girl, treat this like you would treat um, Toyota's deadline. Like you're just as important as Toyota is, okay? do it so I had that same conversation with my husband this morning like if I tell somebody I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it you know if I'm gonna meet you there I'm gonna meet you if whatever I say I'm gonna do for you I'm going to do it but it's showing up for me saying I'm gonna do it for me to me you know um so I definitely understand what you're talking about that's good I'm happy to show up for you show up for you Kristen yeah show up for you I forgot what I was about to ask you um Self-care, self-care. That's what I was about to ask you. I asked you about motivation, but how do you take care of yourself? Because you have four children, you have a husband. So right now in the pandemic, we're all together. So how do you get that alone time and just like rejuvenate for yourself? So I talk to my audience about self-care a lot and I am not the best at this, but I have found that <clears throat> for me, it's getting that quality alone time and actually doing something to relax. Um, so I will, I will go get a hotel room by myself and leave these kids here <laughs> with their daddy. <laughs> and I'll just go and I'll spend one night. I'll leave. Um, I wait, I let everybody, I'll help do baths. We'll get everybody in the bed and then I'm out. I'll go grab takeout on the way to the hotel. I'll sit there in the hotel, eat it, watch a movie, fall asleep and sleep and grab mm -hmm. and come back home. But those like 12 hours, 12 to 18 hours are like the best thing that I could do for me um, because there's always somebody that needs something from me. You know, there's always somebody, my baby's still nursing. She needs me. Um, my little kids, they can't do anything for themselves. They need me. My 12 year old, she needs me. My husband, he needs me. But <laughs> I need that. So I need that alone time. And I'm also an introvert. So I have to have it. So that's been my biggest thing. Um, I go get my hair done now a lot more than I used to in years past. Um, I'll go get a pedicure, get my nails done. Um, I want a massage. <laughs> this is so funny. Like last spring, I won this big spa giveaway and it was like a couple's massage and like facials <laughs> and all this stuff. And they sent me a gift card. And now I go do like the smallest packages I can at a time. I've made that gift card stretch. I oh, to maximize it. <laughs> So instead of going to do like that big couple, yeah, things, I'll just go get my nails done. Um, and then I'll go get my toes done a couple weeks later. I'll go get a 30 minute massage. So I just say like people, we make self-care really hard sometimes. I know that everything that I've listed is like, you know, something that costs money, but even like I'll go and sit on our back porch during nap time for mm -hmm. some 
just to be out of the house mm-hmm. for the sun to hit my face. Um, but yeah, I've learned to not make barriers to self-care for myself because a lot of times we're the barrier. We're the ones, you know, saying why we can't do something like, well, my husband won't be able to handle it without me. Says who? You know, how's he ever going to learn or how is <laughs> he ever going to do it if you don't try? Yeah. So yeah. That's the biggest thing is like to stop making excuses for self-care and just do it. Yeah, to me, when women say that, it's like you treat your husband like one of the children. He's not. He's a parent just like you. You had to learn, you know what I mean? And so you are in this parenting road together, this parenting journey together. Um, And I'm so grateful for my husband who has been hands-on with the kids since day one. Never have I not felt comfortable leaving with him, going to the store, going to a girls' night, or going out of the state, you know, with their father. So I get what you're saying, Um. I was on your website and I saw you have a master class. And before we like wind down to the podcast, would you like to tell the people about it? Okay. So I haven't, I've only <laughs> done it like twice. And so okay. right now the doors are closed. I haven't done it, but I do okay. have a master class called Not So Ordinary Influence. And it just basically walks people through the beginning steps of being an influencer. Um, I find that a lot of master classes are super in-depth and are kind of geared towards people like me who've already started their blog and who already kind of have, a, you know, an idea of how to work with brands. But this is like bare bones. Like I have an Instagram, it's private. I show pictures of my kids, but I think I want to transition into being an influencer. And I walk them through the steps. I walk through them through um, basic pitching. We talk about how to optimize your Instagram and your Instagram bio. And I do offer that as a service, like for people that reach out to me. Um, but I don't advertise it probably as much as I should. I know here again, show up for yourself. Um, but yeah, it's called Not So Ordinary Influence. So if anybody is interested in that, I have um, resources that I think could help them and they can just send me a message. Awesome. Awesome. So tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, so all of my social handles and my site are growing up Godfrey. Um, You can find me there on all platforms. And that's also the name of my blog. And before we conclude the podcast, do you have any message for moms that are watching that may have been in your shoes a while back, you know, feeling stuck or just saying, you know, you want to do something, but won't take that step. Do you have anything you can say to them? So one thing I do say to moms is like, you know, I let being a stay-at-home mom be a cop-out for me for years. Um, and it it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful career, a beautiful life. Um, but if you have a dream that you've been sitting on, don't let that be your crutch or your reason why you don't go for it. You can have the life of your dreams, the career of your dreams, and run the business of your dreams with your kids right beside you um, and just take them along for the ride. So I just say, you know, don't let, complacency or fear of what's going to happen be the reason you never start thank you and you've heard it here first um with dream girl dream and Kristen. thank you so much for being my guest i know that you will inspire and motivate many to just take that first step and i wish you much much success and um i'm gonna be watching and we're cheering you on from the sidelines thanks so much girl so thank you everybody for listening and watching to dream girl dream and until next time dream girl dream (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>